Welcome to the Honest EP podcast. We are the podcast for health professionals and the wider community looking to explore diverse ideas in health, ask some hard questions and have some honest conversations. My name is Archie. I'm an EP based on Sydney's Northern Beaches and joining me as always is Allied Health business owner, Andrew. Andrew, before we get into anything, what beer are we drinking today? Today we have the Mountain Culture Lil Richie Cold IPA. Now, in comparison to the, the beers that we've had previously, I think they've done an, an exceptional job with the graphic design. I love it. On this one. It's, oh, uh, it. It, really, it really makes it an enjoyable experience. Yeah. Uh, it, it, it says it's assertive. It says <laughs> it's an assertive beer. Um, I don't know what that means, but um, according to the, the label, it's basically the beer equivalent of a Chinese buffet. A little bit of I something for everyone. <laughs> Me too. So there we go. I've, I've been to this brewery, um, Mountain Cultures in Katuba, in the Blue Mountains. And it's in a great spot. And I had a beer tasting paddle. Um, and I can't remember which one this was. Um, but they have like 10 different IPAs on the menu. And I, I don't know a whole lot about beer. And so I was like, well, I'll, get, I'll compare a bunch of the IPAs. And they all look drastically different. Like this one looks more like a lager, mm. um, but I've seen IPAs that look almost like dark, ailey, stouty, and then some that look cloudy, citrusy, cidery. Mm. Um, so I don't really understand. I'd love for someone to tell me more about it. Mm. But it's a great beer. It is a great beer. Perhaps uh, Mountain Culture can uh, can sponsor this podcast Perhaps and they, they can, can they can provide some uh, some feedback to us there. But no, it's, it's they've done very well. Also, one more bonus about it is it comes in a 500ml can, which I'm a big fan of, because we only need one. <laughs> so you guys don't hear us cracking any loud tins during the podcast. It's a win for everyone. That's it. Yeah. Well, our topic today uh, is a really, really interesting one and a really important one, especially if you are a newer, newer practitioner or about to get into allied health or looking to change jobs and that sort of thing. So the topic is what to expect and how to stand out in an interview process. Now, I'll, I'll, I feel like we can break this down into a couple different areas of the interview process. It obviously starts with an expression of interest or a CV uh, and, then, or, and a CV, and then there is prepping for your interview and then there's the interview itself, whether that's one, two, three, however many interviews you do with those people. Um, but let's start from the beginning with uh, how you as a business owner start that process uh, for, for looking for a, new, for a new practitioner. It's a process that we continue to refine. It's a process for, for us in particular, because um, I can only speak from our experience, mm. but we are recruiting all the time. So we are always trying to find good people that are passionate about being in allied health that we feel align with or would improve not improve add add another dimension to our culture mm. so we are always recruiting we have done a few things recently that are kind of evergreen uh, we run now two new grad nights every year where uh, obviously with COVID mm. uh, it's made 
coming in and running that new grad night in person um, a bit challenging. So we've done it virtually and um, that's been great because we've, we've been able to reach a kind of a wider, mm. wider group of people. We do that twice a year. In fact, we're actually doing it three times because we've split out just this last time we've split uh, physio and EP mm. with occupational therapy mm. just because we've had such a, an amazing kind of influx of physios that have signed up to that. So we, we do that. We are involved with, you know, ESSA and yeah. their uh, mentoring programs and all that mm. sort of stuff because we are trying to get our brand mm. in front of as many people as we possibly can mm. for them to see us and to see the impact that we're having and to see if uh, as an individual someone would be interested in working with us yeah. for the first part of their career or for any part so, of their career. So when we, when we get to the point where it's like we are recruiting, what's the first step for someone who wants to uh, become a recruit? So we, we are always recruiting. So on our, on our website, we have got an expression of interest page. Mm -hmm. So my first port of call would be to go to the people that have already expressed interest in mm -hmm. working with us. And that doesn't necessarily mean to submit, you know, a, a formal CV or a formal mm -hmm. cover letter, but just that, you know, somebody has seen our, our website perhaps been a student with us in the past and has gone through our website and filled in a form that says, if something comes up, mm. I'd be interested in having a chat about mm. that. So that's the first place that I would go. Then I would ask for a more formal CV cover letter. Okay. So what are the two things, and I'll make it nice, simple, two things that you want to see on a CV that makes it stand out? I don't want it to be long. I once got a CV that was like 13 pages. Like, I don't care that you were a school vice captain at the local public primary school. Like, I don't care. I don't care about your ATAR. I don't care about that. What about my Duke of Ed experience? You, you, that might be really important to you and congratulations for, for getting your bronze or whatever. I don't care. It's not really relevant to how good you are as a allied health professional. Your CV should be two pages. Okay. Two pages. Two pages, not back to back, mm. just two single sided pages. Okay. So lengthwise, please. not long is not key there long. because you'll drown in boredom. I've tuned out. Tuned out. Okay. I've tuned out. I want to see the most important stuff at the top. Mm -hmm. I want to see the reason why that you want to work with us mm -hmm. at the top. I want to see your most recent work experience mm -hmm. at the top mm -hmm. and think it, think about sort of filtering it through that way is that the most important stuff should be first, mm. the least important stuff should be last because yeah. I don't want to go through when, when we're going through, uh, like for example, we're recruiting for a, a front of house person at the moment. Mm. We've got 60 or 70 CVs that we've got to work through. Wow. So if you make it hard for me to find the information that I'm looking for, it's mm. it's not going to go so well. And yeah. it's probably once I get to the 50th or the, the mm. 60th CV, I'm sort of gone a bit cross-eyed. Yeah. So the most important stuff should be first. 
and least important stuff towards the end. And for you, the most important stuff is why do you want to work here? What sounds of it. And then the second one was what is your most recent experience? We we love hiring new grads. Yeah. And we what we kind of assume is that you know, you, you don't need to inundate people or you don't need to have your CV chock a block full of text about what you did during your four or five placements. Mm. Like when we have a new grad applying for a role, we kind of assume that they've kind of had the same yeah. sort of experience. Yeah. We know what the placements are. We've seen them all. We've right? seen them all. And we've they're been, all great. We've been, we've been through them ourselves. Exactly. Yeah. And and they're great. And and you get good experience. And mm. so we kind of just expect that people have had a similar experience yeah. with, with their work placements. Mm. And that's great. Mm. So don't don't feel like you need to write paragraphs on mm. on where you did them and mm. what you did and you know the specific details mm. of your um, your your time at those placements because it's yeah. it's not really that relevant. We just assume a certain amount of knowledge. What I also want to see is what you're interested in. Okay. So I'm not saying that as a new grad you should start to say, "Oh, I specialize in." Mm. But what I'm saying is, what sort of podcasts do you listen to? Mm. What books have you read that have Mm. started to shape your clinical perspective? Mm. What YouTubes you've watched? Do you want this on a CV? I do, because I find that interesting. So almost like in a section called interests or special interests. Yeah. 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 If you've, what will really stand out is if you have done cpd mm. in your final year mm. not not even in your final year while you you were studying sure For or people, if you're not a new grad if you know what cpd have you done because there's yeah. a, there's some amazing cpd mm. that's out there and to see on a new grad cv that they've done the knowledge exchange mm. course or i move you mm. or uh um Pain science. Oh, like uh, explain pain. Explain pain. Like knowing group stuff. Yeah. We had a, a new grad recently start with us. Yeah. And uh, and first week here, she pulled out explain pain oh. and started. It's like, oh my god. Oh, it's amazing. <laughs> Hello. Yeah. It's in your top drawer. <laughs> well done. It's in your top drawer. Yeah. It's mm. like you scripted that. Mm. That's but this this is really important because it, it's an amazing place. Because when we we're going to talk about the interview process mm. in a minute, but. When we sit down and we have that interview and go, like, oh my God, you, you've read Ex- Explain Pain? Mm. What did you learn from that? Or what yeah. were your key takeaways? Yeah. That's a that's a pretty yeah. high level conversation mm. to be having with someone yeah. rather than leaving that stuff out. Because CPD shapes what practitioners do in the real world. And that's whatever profession they're in. Whatever CPD they've done and uh, whatever they've pursued, this is stuff they're putting their own money towards so that straight away tells us that they place value on these things, right? And it gives us a really good idea of what they are about. Well, that just that just aligns with our culture. Yeah. And, and again, like we can only speak, I can only speak for us mm. in that context. Mm. But if someone's coming for a role here, mm. we, want, we want them to display to us that they are aligned with our mm. values and aligned with our culture. And, mm. and that means being proactive in seeking out CPD. Yeah. Not necessarily, you know, some of this CPD is very expensive, mm. but a book is quite cheap. Yeah. So 
What blogs have you read? What you yeah? What videos have you watched? You know, there's a lot of free content out there that's really really good. Right? Cool. So in terms of in terms of the CV, uh, to simplify it, we want to know why you want to work at the place you're applying for. Why that place? Why here? Not just why this profession, because anyone can write that. It's why this place here. Make the place feel special. Mm. Um, what is your most recent relevant experience? You know, if it is placement, great. What other experience is there? And then what are your special interests? What have you seeked out and done? Cool. Yeah. And no longer than two pages. And no longer than two pages because yeah. it just won't get read. One bonus question for the CV. Um, what would you want to see? Because I, I know that towards the end of an interview process, when you want to hire, so you think of hiring someone, you will look at referees quickly. Yep. What do you want in a referee list? <laughs> I want to see something. <laughs> oh, wow. That's I know. Wonderful. That took me a lot of time to yeah, think good. about. Don't put, and I'll explain that, don't put referees available on request because okay. that's just a stupid thing no. that we Give have to Give us a phone do. number. Give us a phone number. Give us a name so that we can call them yeah. because we're going to call them. Yeah. So if you if you don't put it there, it kind of feels like, well, why are they not putting references down? Do they not have yeah. them? Yeah. Do they feel like they're not going to give them a good mm. reference? Have they not asked those people if they can be references yeah. for them? Yeah. Just, Just put it down. Just put Please, one there. Come on. Even if it's one. Yeah. We just want to call. And we're not going to ask questions like, um, on a scale of one to ten, how how good is this person? Mm. Or, um, you know, ra- random questions that don't mean anything. Mm. Mm. Where the, the one question, the one question that we ask, particularly for someone who's had a job mm. uh, previously is, would you rehire them? Mm. That's the question that all other questions lead to that question. Yeah. Because it, it goes to the way that someone is able to leave an impact on that person, leave an impact on that company, but also uh, manage their exit from that company. Because mm. if you go out in a blaze of glory and have no, no respect or, or no mm. kind of uh, thought for mm. how you're exiting from your previous role and you burn the bridge of mm. um, you know the the previous employer yeah. like for me that's a red flag mm. and automatically it's like mm, yeah. you need to have sure. a bloody good reason for why yeah yeah we all like we we all change roles in yeah. our career and that's absolutely yeah. fine it's just doing it with some dignity sure so so that's what we look for yeah cool awesome all right let let's let's pin um, the, the CV there and move on to prepping for the interview process. So in, in coming into an interview, there are certain questions uh, that we will ask and types of questions that we will ask uh, to find out certain qualities about you, the person. Right? Um, I, I have some examples. And for us, um, where we work, the most important thing, as you, and you mentioned it before, is culture and values. Culture is the most important thing. It's more important than clinical. Um, Obviously, you can't know nothing about your clinical, but if you're a young practitioner, you've still got a lot to learn. Culture is more important because it's hard to teach that. 
it's much easier to teach clinical knowledge and clinical skills. Um, and do you fit within our culture and our values? So the first point is you need to know what they are. And if you're going for a job at, I don't know, you can tell me, but at a lot of valid health businesses, you'll be able to find what their values are. I'm, I'm very fortunate that I'm part of the Clinic Mastery mm. group. And I think if you, if you were to look at, you know, there's, there's hundreds of clinic owners yeah. in, that, in that group. It's pretty easy to find if a company has values. Mm because they should appear on a website. Mm. Like that's, that's fairly simple to mm. find. Great, start there, read those, and then have an understanding of what you resonate with most out of those values, and then have an example of why, or have an example of when you have exhibited that value in a previous job or something, because we will ask you that. Absolutely. Yeah, we want to know physical we want physical evidence that you are going to fit within our culture because that's really really important to us and that that doesn't mean that you have to do that thing in a in a work context no, right no. um you know we one of our values is to have a growth mindset and mm. you know we've talked about cpd before mm. so show us yeah let's have right a discussion there. about something that you weren't recently yeah there is showing you have a growth mindset is while I was in my last year at uni I really wanted to learn more from this in this area so I went out and did CPD course or I went out and bought this book or I listened to these podcasts cool done awesome easy that's great have an idea of that uh, number two question is why us you know not why this profession why us mm-hmm. why do you want to work at our company we, you know, if, if you're, and, and the worst answer is, oh, because you put out a job ad <laughs> or you're offering to pay this amount of money. It's funny. I was, I was chatting with, um, with one of the other team here just recently and it's like, and that was the answer that was given by someone. Mm. Uh, and I was like, well, why didn't you just stop the interview there? Mm. Like that, that's just. If you don't know the answer to that question, mm. don't don't apply for the role. Mm. Like you don't have to apply mm. for every single job mm. that comes out. Find something that's actually meaningful mm. to you. Compare your values, your personal values, to the company that you are going to work with. And if there's a synergy there, then it should be really easy. Mm. And if there's not, that's okay. Yeah. Find a different one. Yeah. And if you'll find that none of the jobs available or <laughs> around don't interest you or don't feel meaningful to you, I'd question, or I'd ask you to question whether you are looking in the right field. Mm. And I think this comes back, we bring this book up all the time, <laughs> the Daniel Pink book called yeah. Drive. Yeah. That's all about like, you have to have a, a deeper purpose or meaning than just the money or just the external, the, the surface level stuff in order to succeed well in healthcare. Um, and, and I think that's a really, really important thing is just have an answer for that question. Why us? Mm. Yeah. Yep. Mm. And it's something, it, it's a question that you should expect to get. Mm. Uh, and if you have a, a, a 
answer that resonates with you on a deeper level, then it's straight away tick box. Like yeah. it's ne- through the next stage. And it's a big box as well. Like of the boxes that need to be ticked, that's a big, that's that one is, of the big ones. That's a big box. Yeah. Let, okay, let's talk about some of the other big boxes. Um, we, well, okay. <laughs> maybe, maybe less big boxes. <laughs> we started with the two biggest boxes, um, culture and why us. And now we're kind of coming down to, to smaller boxes. Um, we will throw you some questions that you will not be able to prep for. They won't be clinical. Um, they will be random questions. And the, the point of those questions is not for you to have um, an answer for that specific question, but it's just for us to see how you work on your feet and how you can kind of improv and go, oh, yeah, no, and relate this to something that's relevant to you. Um, so that's an important skill to have. So just be ready to not be ready for a question. What, what type of questions are you talking well, so, about? So we, Do you have an example? Well, yeah, we have one we ask, um, and it's completely random, and there's no right answer. Um, but the question is, how lucky do you think you are in life? And why? Mm. And like, what do you answer to that, right? I'm sure anyone can word that into a nice thing if you think about it. But the point is that you're, you're in an interview and there's people looking at you and you've got to think about it and answer it mm. without umming and ahhing for, you know, an hour. How would you answer that question? Oh, that's a good question. Uh, I would answer that I'm very lucky. I mean, I was lucky enough to be born into um, a, a family who lived in Sydney, uh, Australia, which is a very, very, you know, nice area. Um, I had my education paid for me. Um, I, I have a government who also supports me through education as well. Um, I was lucky enough to have placements uh, that kind of directed me in the right area and family influence as well and I was I was lucky to have a placement with the job I'm at now um, and I loved it there and it was great so I'd say I'm very lucky there but there's luck and then I think there's also what you do with your luck mm. I think it's very very easy to sit on your laurels and go wow I've got living a cushy life mm. I'm just going to chill back and not do anything with it mm. I like that that's a good answer. Though I wouldn't be half a beer down in an interview. So <laughs> I don't know if I would have rambled that much in my answer. <laughs> Maybe we should introduce that. Maybe we should give people a margarita as they walk in and just to just to chill out a also bit. Also expect that. <laughs> <laughs> um, another question uh, we may ask is, where do you want to be in three to five years? Kind of thing. We just mm. want to know what you're doing, right? Mm. Do you have a plan? What kind mm. of stuff? And... Um, one other one uh, that I think's uh, quite interesting is talking about salary. Mm-hmm. And now that might not come until towards the end of an interview process. Mm. But what's the question? Or will, will you generally ask someone about what they expect salary-wise? We do. the The money conversation is an important conversation, mm. and we don't want to we don't want to just assume right so we don't just want to go through the whole interview process not discuss it and then you know send someone a a contract Mm. and it's got a number on it Mm. and they're like oh oh yeah oh the 
it's it's a very important conversation to have. We bring it up. So as part of our process now, we we bring the money conversation in to it mm. because we need to understand what somebody's expectations are. Particularly from a new grad perspective, you know, we we don't it takes us it takes any business quite a long time to actually take a new grad and make them profitable. Mm. So we we need to to manage expectations initially, but that doesn't mean you can't have a pathway towards where you want to be, right? And the, the question that you asked before about where do you want to be in three years time? Mm. Okay, well, as part of that, what salary do you want to be earning in three years time? Mm. And what does that look like? I think, um, you know, Michael Risk on iMoveU does, does an amazing job in kind of encapsulating this because different people want different things. Mm. Some people want to have a high salary. Some people want flexibility. Some people want to have side hustles going. Some people want to invest in crypto. Like all of these wonderful things, right? Um, so, so to have a, a, a standardized response to, or standardized like, this is what we're going to offer you, mm. is like, okay, fine. Mm. Um, but I, I think a better way to do it is to understand, okay, well, what do you, what do you want to be earning in three years time? What does that look like now? And how can we get you to that point in, you know, a certain amount of time and, and be able to provide like consistent feedback on, are you tracking towards that mm. or are you not? Mm. Because, you know, I'm, I'm 37. I'm, <gasps> I know, right? Shock. And, for me to earn more than, well, for me to earn six figures took 13 years. Mm. So managing expectations around a new grad coming in and say, I want to earn 90 grand a year. Mm. It's like, well, let me show you how you do that. Mm. If you want to earn that, this is what you need to be doing. So it's never a no, it's mm. always a, this is what that looks like. Yeah. So bringing the money conversation in early is important, but also from a, from an applicant's perspective, being able to answer that question is also very important, right? Yeah. Because if uh, there, there'll be some people that say, I don't know, mm. to, to the question, you know, what, what are your expectations around salary? They'll go, I don't know. Mm. Some will go, I want to earn this. And some will go, I don't care about the salary. I just want experience. Mm. All of those answers are great. But there's one that kind of allows us to to mould people yeah. and take them towards where they want to be in three years' time. Yeah. Having goals. Yeah. yeah. Having targets to reach is useful. Yeah. yeah. Definitely. Okay, cool. Um, the, the last thing I have for um, what to prepare for an interview is have questions for us. So you've... you've uh you've been interviewing recently. Yes. Do you have any good questions that people have asked you in an interview? Yes. Um, the, the questions I like are the ones that, that people come up with that kind of reflect our values. So they're questions like, how, how are you gonna support me to grow in my first couple months? Or what, um, what do you guys have 
to help me develop? You know, what mentoring do you guys provide? These sorts of questions like that. It's like, great, cool. You obviously want to learn. So I'm still learning something about you by you asking me a question. And then we can have a conversation about stuff, which is really, really useful. Yeah. What about you? What about questions that people have asked you that you go, yeah, that's a, actually gives me an insight into that person? Look, I, I think that question is, mm. is a great one. Uh, I think it's important for people to understand the expectations of the role. Like mm. part of our interview process is through showing the position description and by showing, okay, well, this is actually day-to-day what's kind of expected mm. of you. Um, if you, you should have clarity on that before you take any role because you need to know how you're going to be, how, how your success in that role is going to be determined. I think it's a, it's a great opportunity as well to perhaps ask other members, like if you're interviewing there with the owner of the business, yeah. right? To be able to ask other members of that team mm. what it's like working there Oh. Is is a will provide a different insight because I'm a business owner, so I'm emotionally connected to what I mm. what I'm doing. But a, another person in that room might have a different perspective, mm. and it's it's nice to be able to get that perspective mm. from them. So if I'm sitting there interviewing mm. and asking the questions, but we've got another member of the team into shadow or, or to participate to actually ask them oh what's it what's it like working here is yeah. it is it the same as what he's saying or is yeah. it is it a little bit different yeah um any hesitation from yeah. that person you might want to well that should give the applicant a bit of not, not a red flag but but kind of a indication it's like oh maybe they're not telling me everything mm. um i i remember i asked a question to um someone who was interviewing me when I was a new grad and it was for a, um, like a, a work cover based occupational rehab type business. Um, and I asked them, what's the culture like? Do you guys hang out? Um, and that sort of thing. And the, the person interviewing me didn't really have like a good answer. She was like, ah, I mean, pe- people hang out. We have, a, we have a meeting every month. Uh, you're welcome to come into the offices, but most people just kind of stay at home and work from home in their admin time. I was like, this is telling me everything I need to know that I don't want to be there. Mm. Uh, so that was really, really informative to me mm. to find out, it's like, what is your culture like? And a place that has a good culture will rave about their culture, will rave about it. Mm. And me personally, that's really important to me in terms of where I work because I want to love to go to work. Um, and the culture is really important for that. Mm. So I think you should ask that. Definitely. Yeah. Is there anything else that you think people should prep for going into an interview? So we've spoken about the, the money mm. conversation. That's an important conversation. Yeah. You should also ask what the actual interview process is, mm. right? Because some businesses will have one, mm. others won't. And it's important to understand, you know, what what the process might look like. Mm. When am I going to get an answer? Mm. Um, just so, just just to manage kind of expectations on, mm. on that side of things. Uh, 
if you're unsuccessful in getting that role, ask for feedback. Yeah. Like, what could I have done better next time? Hmm. Um, why did you, not necessarily why did you choose the other person over me, but is there anything I could do to, you know, strengthen my application or strengthen my, um, my yeah. the way that I presented for that role? Because a, a good uh, a good company will, will provide that feedback and go yeah. look. Um, the reason why we chose the other person is this. Yeah. Um, and we thought you needed to show more of this. Yeah. Yeah. And and the interviews are it's a it's a tough it's a tough thing, right? Because definitely we don't learn everything we want to learn. No, and no. and you're nervous and you you mm. you're overthinking and all of those things. And, and I might have, as the interviewer, I might have just had a shitty day <laughs> and it's just like, you know what, I'm in a bad mood mm. and that. So, which is not, not necessarily fair, but asking for feedback and to be able to go, okay, well, what, what could I have done differently or better to make myself stand out? Cool. Because, you know, we, we here have hired a number of people who, you know, weren't successful the first time, mm. but have come through a second time and, mm. and picked up a role there. And now they're in leadership positions mm. Mm. W- within this organization. Mm. So it's got, you know, there's, there's no, there's no hesitation or shouldn't be any hesitation there in reapplying for yeah. a role Absolutely. and learning from, you know, what, mm. what could I do better mm. next time to make myself stand out? Yeah. Awesome. But I, I think, you know, coming back to that cultural point before, you should really want to work there because if you don't it kind of it kind of shows up it does it does show yeah you can't really hide that this is not the job you really really want and we saw it in our most recent interviews for new EPs that you could tell the people who wanted to work here and you could tell the people who wanted to work at a EP clinic and it was very very clear the difference yeah mm. and and you know, there, there's there's nothing wrong with that, right? So there's nothing wrong with um, there's nothing wrong with getting experience. There's nothing wrong with with also recognizing, hey, like yes, there's a job ad, but I don't have to apply for that, right? Mm. Because for for whatever reason, that just doesn't feel like mm. it's the place for me. Mm. Yeah, but just know that the the people interviewing you can often tell when you really want the job and when you don't care that much either way. We can normally tell. Yeah. It's it's funny, right? Because it, it should be, it, when when interviews go well, you know that they go well. And yeah. the reason that they, the reason that you know, it, it's not a gut feeling, it's that you can tangibly say, yes, like you can say, walking out of that interview, yes, that person is a cultural fit. Mm. Yes, that person is going to add to the team that we currently have, mm-hmm. uh, because there is a, a there is a, a level of connection at a personal values level. Yeah, that means that they're going to fit in. Yeah, and it's okay if, if that's not you. Like if you read our values and go, "Oof, no, I don't think it, that's not me." <laughs> fine, that's like, fine. great. Yeah, but when we start asking you about how lucky do you think you are? Mm. You, you're gonna know pretty quickly like why are you asking me about how yeah. lucky I am like that's yeah. got no, 
whereas the people that we're looking for have an answer to that question. Mm. There you go. I just wanted to add on to the end of this conversation um, a couple points. I asked our practice manager and our head EP, um, the, I made it pretty hard on them. I asked them, the one thing you want to see in a new recruit or someone applying for a job. And they both, they, the practice manager came up with, be keen um, and uh, ask us questions. Mm. So that was the one thing she came up with. And our head EP said, um, be keen as well. <laughs> we were basically like, have a growth mindset and be ready to, when you're in a job, is ask us questions. Yeah? Show that you want to grow. Show mm. you want to develop. Mm. And that's it. That yeah. Really yeah. Mm. Like, it's... it's In, in reflecting on that, mm. it's okay to be nervous in a job interview. It's okay yeah. to, to... You know, it's a, it's a stressful environment. And we're not going to judge someone if they're stressed out or not. We, we generally look past the stress. Yeah. Yeah. And ways to do that is exactly that, is to have a couple of questions that's um, not, not not just a yes or no question as well. Yeah, because that just like, leaves awkward silence. Mm, that's oh, weird. Um, you know, like ask, have a look at the values, have a look at, you know, um, you know, that, that, Google it. It takes five seconds to Google. What are some good interviewee questions? Just fucking Google it. Just fucking Google um, how would you define that's a good question oh how am I how are you going to help me be successful in my role yeah yeah we, we mentioned that like that yeah. that's that's a wonderful yeah. question to ask and and from the perspective of an interviewee if you don't see clarity in the answer that you're getting yeah that's a problem done yeah there you go Andrew how was your beer it, it's done is what yeah it is. you smashed that beer that was delightful I don't know if that means I was doing more of the talking <laughs> or just when you had breaks in talking you were taking big swigs I was it is definitely the beer equivalent of a Chinese buffet I feel this like beer. Chinese tonight now <laughs> i get some sumai, some shalom bao mm-hmm. there you go what are you having for dinner tonight I don't know I think I think we're having uh, Italian tonight oh yeah like yeah. takeout is Friday takeout. Friday's takeout, yeah. It's, Wonderful. It's the end of the week, so Friday's generally takeout day. There you go. Where do you get your Italian from? I need a place in DY. Uh, we could definitely do this off the air, but tell me. Um, yeah, I definitely don't know because my wife definitely. Ordered all of that. <laughs> so, so, total side note is that um, I think we might be having our first <gasps> guest on. Guys, we're going to be having a guest next. Isn't that next, exciting? Uh, next fortnight. So be ready for that one. Um, make sure you tune in. We might even advertise that one. Oh, And like tell dear. people that we're making a podcast, which is very exciting. Because at the moment, it's just us and our kind of 20 viewers. <laughs> yeah. Which is very cute. But, but we're, we're looking forward to it. We're going to push it out a bit. Uh, yeah. So a bit get, more. So get ready for a professional sounding Archie and Andrew <laughs> when they're on, they're on their best behavior. Oh, and, yeah. um, and we'll we'll see you in two weeks time. Thank you for listening. Make sure you give us a rating. It'll be really cool to see some five stars or a review or something. Oh. Um, and just make sure you keep listening. If you enjoyed this episode and you haven't listened to the other ones, listen to some of the other ones as well. There's some cool topics there. And we'll see you later. See you later. Bye-bye.